What's going on, guys? Happy St. Patrick's Day from the quarantine zone, social distancing and all, sitting in my basement, recording a special St. Patrick's Day episode for you guys. This was amazing. Last minute, um, one of my old buddies from back in the neighborhood, back home in New York, TJ O'Leary, uh, Got put in contact with him this morning by one of my other friends, Matt Wizzolinski. Matt Wiz, shout out. Thank you so much. Um, TJ, awesome story. Um, was a starting pitcher for the Irish national baseball team. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Didn't even know Ireland had a baseball team. I didn't either until this morning. And this just came up on St. Patrick's Day. So, see, social distancing, quarantine, love it was able to pick this interview up. Can't believe that, you know, this happened on a day like today on St. Patrick's Day. Um, Talked talk to TJ a little bit about, you know, how how he came about coming, you know, into pitching for Team Ireland, uh, their national baseball team, uh, what he's currently doing now for, um, you know, Fleet Baseball and the Mizuna Outlaws out in uh, Arlington and Virginia. Uh, he currently plays hurling, you know, on a team uh, called the D.C. Gales. Um, they play as part of the USGAA, which is the United States Gaelic Athletic Association. That's a lot to say, but the, the guy's all-time awesome dude. Um, really dives in a little bit as to, you know, what it takes to play hurling, which was fun. How it was pitching for the I- Irish national team in baseball you know, in Spain and, you know, wherever they travel to. It was awesome to hear his stories. And also a, a great story about what St. Paddy's Day is like in Ireland. Uh, you're going to laugh because it's nothing like fucking here. It is not the shit show that you would imagine like it is here in Chicago or New York. It's super laid back. And, you know, I'm going to put on this interview now with TJ. I hope you guys enjoy it and uh, talk to you in a minute. TJ, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Johnny? Good to talk to you again. Long time. Yeah, long time, long time, man. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. You know, shout out to to Matt Wiz for getting this together. Absolutely. Um, dude, big things from you, man. Uh, you know, we're talking here today. Just wanted to shout it out. St. Patrick's Day. Had to get my boy TJ on, former pitcher for the Irish national team baseball. That's insane. I didn't even know they had a team until today. <laughs> so that's why we're getting you on. So how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's funny that's that you awesome. say that because, you know, we're here in the East Coast and we're, we're a country full of Irish Americans. And, you know, oftentimes we kind of get lost with what's going on over here. And, uh, you know, even back in Ireland, some people didn't know up until uh, the last couple of years until it started getting popular that there was even a team um, going crazy. on over there. That's crazy. So how did you, I mean, you know, start me from the beginning, dude. Like, I know, you know, Bayside Ties, Bayside, New York, Flushing, you know, all that. But how'd you get started? How'd you get started? I mean, obviously you played ball if you're playing a national team, but I mean, how'd you get started? How'd you get started with, you know, Team Ireland and all that? So, yeah. So, yeah. Coming up, it's just like yourself. Went on to college, played college ball, upstate New York, and, you know, had a cup of tea after with some independent baseball and um, wanted to just keep playing. You know, I was young, I was 23, 24, and, and I loved the game. And 
uh, I got a call one day from this guy, Jim Foster, the uh, head coach at the University of Rhode Island. And, you know, they're going around and looking for guys who hold, held dual citizenship to, to join on and, and help strengthen, uh, you know, an already put together team to go over and, and play in Europe in the European Championship. So, uh, nice. you know, got in touch with, uh, with the uh, president of the organization back in Dublin. And, uh, you know, got all my info and, um, you know, I held both passports as I was a dual citizen. So uh, within a couple of weeks, the Irish team was actually over here playing uh, a series at the University of Rhode Island. Jumped in my 98 Honda Civic, drove it up the coast of uh, Kingston, Rhode Island, and, uh, you know, started playing with them that week. And then uh, a couple months later, um, you know, we were back in Dublin preparing to play in um, the European Championships in Barcelona. That's crazy. That's crazy. And you, you were a starting pitcher? So yeah, I was a starting pitcher. Um, so I pitched against uh, one of the U.S. Naval bases. Navy team sent the team over to play us in Dublin uh, originally. So started over there. Had a, had a nice start prior to the European Championships in 2011. And then uh, went over um, to Barcelona. And I was actually not in full health going over there. I got a little sick between, um, you know, the Dublin series and going to Barcelona. And uh, took a couple of days and ended up uh, throwing against Hungary uh, the third day. Um, the final nice. day and uh, went, went, went the distance against them, had a good game, and uh, we came out with the victory. Um, we finished third in that tournament. Spain went on that year, we, who we ended up losing to, uh, going to the World Baseball Classic. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I was reading a little bit after, after you know, we spoke earlier and I was looking, you know, on the website and looking at some of your stuff. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, just to be able to play baseball, a sport that's not as popular, you know, in Europe – over there and show, you know, for Team Ireland and show, you know, the stuff you got out there. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool to represent, you know, the homeland and all that. That's got to be awesome. No, it's great. Um, you know, my dad comes from County Kerry in the southwest of Ireland, and my mom comes from County Mayo in Belmullet. And we grew up, you know, with really strong Irish ties. Most of our, our uh, you know, school days were spent over here in the States. And then June, we're on Aer Lingus, usually heading over to Ireland, spending our summers over there. So had a awesome. huge connection um, when I was younger to, you know, to mainly the western part of, uh, of Ireland and, and to all the heritage and amazing culture that takes, that takes place there. And, you know, it's good to be even on with you talking about today on St. Patrick's Day, despite all the, uh, you know, somber uh, news happening um, in our world today. It's it's nice to come on and kind of share some of, um, you know, the high Irish heritage and, and my experience, um, you know, growing up within the culture and then being able to represent the country on, on a national basis through baseball. That's awesome. And I mean, how uh, did you ever get a chance to play out in Ireland? So, yeah, we uh, what we did is we would we would fly over there and then you had to spend a certain amount of time in the country to qualify to uh, represent the team in European Championship. So uh, some of us were put up in host families. I was put up uh, in um, a flat just outside of Croke Park in um, Upper Drum Kundra, uh, with the, which is the north section of Dublin. So uh, I was staying all, all over there. And so it was a good time. I was, I was, you know, during the day I was working, I was, I was, uh, attending bar at a place called the Stag's Head in downtown Dublin. And then in, in the evenings, I'd be getting on the 51 C bus to head down to Clown Dolphin, which was our training facility. That's awesome, man. And it, yeah. I mean, what was the, what was the reception? I mean, of you guys, cause I mean, Ireland, you think of Ireland, you think like, you think soccer, you know, 
stuff like that. You don't really think baseball. So what was the reception, uh, you know, for you guys over there as far as like, you know, a sport that is kind of unknown or maybe it is known and I just don't know. And that's why we're trying to talk to you about it. But what was the reception there like for you guys? Um, to be honest with you, Donnie, it's fairly unknown as well. Um, you know, we were in Dublin. We'd have our hats on, um, you know, whether we're on the Luas or, or the bus or wherever we may be. And, 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 and there was Irish people all throughout asking, oh, who are you guys? You know, like, oh, Jesus, I didn't know Ireland had a baseball team and where else. So, uh, you know, we'd explain to them and let them know what was going on and, and we were training. So it was really a small community. And we're talking, you know, uh, 2010, 11, 12, that time. Uh, it's starting to grow a lot more um, as as you know the press is more and and social media is is pushing it more. But it was fairly fairly not well known either because you know Ireland takes their main sports uh, hurling Gaelic and you know the GAA very serious. So a sport coming in like baseball was was somewhat, somewhat put on the back burner. Okay, and now pretty much the transition. I, I noticed the word you said. You said hurling, and that's something that you're doing currently, correct? Yeah. So. I, I have a bit of addiction. So once baseball ended and, and I no, no longer could, could throw baseball 90 miles per hour anymore, um, you know, I just couldn't sit around anymore. So I figured I'd pick up a sport that, uh, you know, that hoisted all the uh, skills involved in, you know, a lot of the sports that we play over here in the States. You know, um, hurling is a sport uh, that's a mix of lacrosse, baseball, soccer, basketball, uh, rugby in many aspects uh, where you need just extraordinary uh, hand-eye coordination. And for, for the people over here in the States who haven't seen hurling, um, I'm telling you, and then this is a bold statement, Donnie, I'm about to make. It would <laughs> be as popular as American football if it was televised over here. It's an absolutely vicious sport um, and uh, with high intensity. It's uh, probably the fastest game on grass in the world. Um, so awesome. I got involved down here after I moved out of New York, uh, came down to D.C. and got involved with the Washington, D.C. Gales dcgales.com if you guys want to check us out nice. um and it's it's a mix of guys that have come over here to work on capitol hill or within government or over on j1 visas um or in student visas and you know they joined up the club and then you have guys like myself who are irish americans who just kind of you know want to keep keep moving and keep things going and um we go around and we play teams from all over this area travel up and down um, the East Coast and even out to Chicago, Chicago, Boston, New York, D.C., all the all the hotbeds of, of uh, the Irish community um, playing. So, um, you know, along with, you know, giving up the baseball, I guess, you know, keeping part of the culture and, and the history alive through being involved in Irish sports over here as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now, do you still do work with the Irish national team or do you still keep in contact with those guys? Yeah, or? I still keep in contact. Still, uh, no longer working uh, with them, but still keeping in contact. Um, whenever we see someone over here, um, we're familiar in a college program or whether it be in a single double A AA or triple A, um, we, uh, we get in contact with, with, with the Irish team and, and, and the president and the organization over there to inform of, you know, potential prospects that we have that could, uh, could represent the country. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got to be it's got to be a lot of and, and I said this earlier, but I mean, it would be the same for me if, you know. Italy asked me to do something, you know what I mean? But, you know, to have that pride and go there and play and put on those colors and do that, I mean, that's got to be awesome. It's, even if it's not known or not like, you know, especially over there, but, you know, to go to Europe and, and 
put your stake on like yo i play for team ireland like that's got to be that's got to feel fucking amazing like i mean yeah. it's got and especially you know your mom your dad i mean i'm sure they loved every bit of it too oh absolutely yeah i think i think the cool part is to see some of the guys that came after us like i said when we were getting going there um you know 2010 2011 12 you know we we were you know a small few not known and now we got guys this year um you know, guys like P.J. Conlon, who pitched for the New York Mets in the majors, who was associated with Ireland Baseball, and Ryan O'Rourke, who um, joined the All-Star break, flew to Bulgaria to pitch for Ireland in the European Championships. It's nice to see guys coming out of the major leagues and the minor league programs actually, you know, putting Ireland on the map and Ireland Baseball on the map uh, in that facet. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now, I mean, given, you know, you play for Team Ireland, you play hurling here, but now, I mean, your duties now are a school teacher, correct? School teacher, yeah. I, uh, I teach middle school science uh, at uh, St. Agnes School here. It's in North Arlington, uh, Virginia. So uh, nice. primarily dealing with middle school kids, 6th, uh, 7th, 8th grade, and, and I love it. And I have, uh, I have two daughters myself. I have an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, they're they're able to. Uh, they're all obviously both talking now, and it was much easier when they weren't when they were younger. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, they're doing well, and and you know as they're growing up, I'm making sure that I'm instilling you know the culture, um, the Irish culture, then as well, so they can carry it on. That's awesome. That's awesome, and that's something that you know I learned from like my grandparents and my uncle and my mom and dad. You know, Italian culture. I try to instill that in my daughter. You know, she's 13 years old. You don't want it. You know, she don't give a fuck. But, you know, you try the same with my son. I mean, my son's five. You know, he, you know, he picks up on certain things and he's playing hockey now. And I mean, that's awesome. And he's getting, if it ever happens, once this virus goes away and we can get back to little league and T-ball, hopefully he gets started with that here soon. But yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 got to feel awesome to do that. And I mean, I want to go back to the hurling thing. And if you can, for a minute, kind of yeah. ex explain for the people that don't know what it is, including myself, uh, I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. my, my last name is Moore. I do have a little bit of Irish in me. But of course. yeah. So what how is it played? Give me the premise. Give, so, me, uh, give me the cliff uh, notes. I'll, I'll lay out the field for you now, Donnie. So um, uh, it's little it's about a little longer than a football field. It's about as wide as a soccer field. So you have a soccer goal and imagine two posts on it, two uprights, just like a football um, upright. So okay. imagine a soccer goal with two football uprights on it, kind of like a rugby setup. Okay. And um, so instead of a lacrosse stick where you would have a net in the stick, a hurley is as it's called in hurling. It's also called a hurley or hurl. It's a flat. It's, it's made of ash wood. It can be either made of composite or ash wood. And there's a ball about as hard as a baseball, and it's a little smaller than a baseball, right? Okay. So the only protection that you're wearing is the helmet. You have a helmet. So you, uh, you can run up to four steps with the, the balls called a Schlitter, and you either hand pass it off or you hit it with your hurl up, up the field back and forth. The goalies can do something called pucking out, which is essentially like as if you were to pick up a baseball and hit it as hard as you can with a bat and tee off on it. Okay. And then you have your your hat your your half forwards usually in the middle or your midfield pulling that ball down out of the air with with your bare hand. 
um, guys swinging the hurls at it to knock it out. So essentially to score, to, to score a point, you need to knock the Schlitter through the uprights. And that will be one point. And imagine a soccer goal, right? With a soccer goalie and a soccer ball and the goalie trying to stop a soccer ball. You have a goalie, just like you would in soccer, but he's trying to stop this thing that's smaller than a, a baseball. And it's being hit as hard as it can with that's you know, something essentially as, as strong as a baseball bat, as fast as you would hit it with a baseball bat. So it's a pretty pretty violent, vicious sport, but a, a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun. Um, and it's uh, you know about 15 guys on the field each side. So 30 guys on the field altogether, 15 Jesus. versus 15. Okay. So it, it seems kind of like it's like a hybrid, like field hockey. Lacrosse. Lacrosse, yeah. There's a lot of elements. So that yeah. that's like a lot of fun. I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Yeah. I know. I've heard of it. Well, yeah. So yeah, each no. county in Ireland, there's 32 counties in Ireland. Each county has a team that represents each county. Um, oh, wow. And that's in the Gaelic Athletic Association. So each uh, each team. And then primarily in Hurling, the, the big counties would be Limerick, Tipperary, Kilkenny, County Cork. Those would be the four big counties in Cork or in, in Ireland that would they'd be the, the hurling powerhouses, as well as Waterford has a strong team as well. Okay. So I'm assuming that's what the USGAA stands for, is the U.S. Gaelic, Gaelic Athletic Association? Yeah, United States Gaelic Athletic Association. So okay. uh, awesome. almost every almost every team has a, has, has a team that represents right now, and a lot of colleges have clubs. Um, so it, it's, it's a great organization. We kind of broke up through regions, and then – couple teams from each region go on to play in the um in the usgaa united states gaelic athletic association nationals which this year are held in august in uh canton massachusetts just outside of boston up your way all right all right yeah no that's that sounds great man and and dude next time and just a just a cliff note next time you come out to chicago to play let me know because i'm an hour and a half away from chicago yeah no absolutely absolutely I gotta um, come check that out for sure. I gotta get it on Chicago, video. And put, it on, uh, put it on YouTube. Has, uh, Chicago has a huge, huge uh, Irish-based following. Um, Absolutely. And they have the Chicago Gaelic grounds right there on the north side of Chicago. Um, so it's uh, you know another hotbed for for the Irish community out there. So we're uh, we're always used to seeing a lot of uh, Chicago representative teams throughout um, all the national competitions. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, so I got to ask you this. It's St. Patrick's Day. Obviously, no one's allowed to leave the fucking house. Yeah. So everyone's drinking at home. So there'll be no DUIs tonight, which would be fantastic. But although there still could be. But <laughs> um, have you ever been to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day? I was in Ireland in St. Patrick's Day three years ago, Donnie. And I have to tell you, it's absolutely nothing like it is over here. We have taken St. Patrick's Day in the United States and injected steroids into it. Um, so <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so if you're in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day, you'd wake up in the morning, it'd be nice and quiet, you'd sit with your family, you'd say a few prayers, and uh, you'd have a little breakfast and get yourself ready for, for Mass. So the whole town is quiet, no one's out or about, everyone goes to Mass, you're, you're in Mass for about an hour, hour and a half, you know, you greet the priest on your way out, say hello to your neighbors, and then instead of the big slop fest that we have over here, um, you know, you'll go into a pub and you'll have a few drinks and there'll be Irish musicians out in the streets, especially in the main towns. And they'll be playing, you know, Irish trad tr traditional music and playing tunes. And there'll be a couple guys in the corner, you know, singing a couple songs. And 
you know, six or seven o'clock, people start, um, you know, making their way home and the lights go out and people get ready for March 18th. Um, so, you know, when you, when you see, see St. Patrick's day in Ireland and, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's treated much as a very just respected day of, um, obligation, a holy day. And you see how, uh, you know, guys doing beer bongs off the side of roofs over here. Um, it's, it's, it's a completely opposite, completely, completely different, uh, different way. And I'll tell you, when I talk to the people from Ireland, they love celebrating St. Patrick's Day way more in the United States than they do in Ireland. So it's just so funny to think about it. Of course. That, that, that's hilarious. So it's literally the fucking complete opposite. You go wake up, you go to church, you do everything here. It's like you wake up, you get drunk, you do beer bongs, and you get fucked up. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you walk around <laughs> and you walk around with t-shirts to say, you know, you can't, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, right? Exactly. So, um, but yeah, it, it's completely, completely opposite in Ireland. Um, yeah, I was there the March of 2017 and, uh, and I was just shell shocked. I, I was ready for, for the party to start at 8am and, uh, you know, I wasn't getting into, you know, my, my party clothes. I was getting into a shirt, tie and pants and getting ready for mass. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a wake up call and, you know, it, it, it's kind of, kind of crazy to see how we treat the holiday compared to how they do back in Ireland. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, now that we got, you know, all that and I want, I had to ask you that. So, you know, one of my next questions and I wanted to see, you know, if now, since you're out of baseball and I understand that and you're playing hurling, but do you still have ties to anything baseball related here now in the U S yeah, yeah, no. So I, I, uh, I coach an organization called the Mizuno outlaws. It's, uh, AAU program um, based out of uh, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. So, uh, you know, kind of the same age as the kids I teach in school, 13, 14 year olds. Um, you know, it's just a, another level step up, teaching them the, you know, the skills, mental toughness, um, you know, giving them an opportunity uh, to play at the next level. So, you know, essentially our goal is preparing them, giving them the skills, um, getting the reps in to get them ready for, uh, for high school baseball. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I love doing it. Um, you know, as I have two daughters, I kind of have to live vicariously through all these guys that I coach. Um, but it's a great experience for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you, you work with the pitchers, you know, with them or do you, are you coaching or is it just, yeah. So I'm the, uh, I'm the director of pitching for the organization over there. And, uh, I came on through, uh, through one of my really good friends, the guy, Tyler Womer. Um, brought me on a couple of years ago when I first got to Virginia and I just wanted to get involved in the sport as I didn't know many people down here. And, uh, he brought me in and, and, uh, you know, I ran pitching over there and then took over, uh, a 13 and 14 year old travel team. And, uh, I absolutely love it. And, you know, Tyler's moved on. He took, uh, assistant coaching job at Erskine college down in South Carolina and checked them out at fleet baseball at fleet baseball. Um, and they're they're absolutely killing it. And now he'll probably be coming up to join me again because the college seasons are all suspended. Um, so we'll probably get back together again to work and get something going once uh, this pandemic slows down. Yeah, we hope that that happens soon. I'm missing baseball. I'm missing hockey. There's there's just a lot. And that's why, you know, we're happy to get you on today because. You know, any kind of baseball is good baseball. And to get some knowledge on, you know, what you did out over in Ireland is fantastic. You know, to hear about hurling and, and to put it in a, in a light, you know, where people don't really know what it is here. 
and yeah. to understand it and get you to explain it is awesome. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, anytime you want to come on the show, TJ, you're always more than welcome. You want to talk baseball, you want to talk whatever, let me know. You know, we're always happy to have guests on. And, uh, dude, I really appreciate you coming on today, bro. Donnie, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Keep well over there, and uh, yeah. we'll get we'll get through this. We will march on again. We will. We will. And, hey, crack open a cold one. Have some uh, corned beef and cabbage for me, all right? I'm already ahead of you. It's right in front of me. There you go, buddy. Hey, TJ, have a go, man. Great talking to you. Thanks a lot, John. All right, bye-bye. So as you can see, awesome guy to talk to. was an awesome interview, especially one to have, you know, last minute, like today. I was super happy to have him on. It's awesome to reconnect to him and talk to him. He'll be on again, trust me. Once sports decides to start up again and this epidemic decides to leave us, uh, Gonna have uh, gonna have him on talk some baseball talk a little bit more. Um, again, you can uh, check a couple things out with TJ at Fleet Baseball. Uh, that is their Twitter for Erskine College Baseball. Uh, as he said in the interview, he was he is a coach for the Mizuno Outlaws. Uh, their their handle there at outlawbaseball.com. Uh, you can check them out. You can also check out his team. He plays for he plays hurling for the DC Gales. That's DC. G-A-E-L-S, D.C. Gales. Their website is D.C. Gales. That's D-C-G-A-E-L-S.com. And they're located on the USGAA.org website, which is the United States Gaelic Athletic Association. Uh, check them out, man. Uh, learn a new sport. I mean, these guys play their asses off. I was watching a YouTube video. This shit looks hella fun. <laughs> I've never said that before. That's new. But it looks like a lot of fun, honestly. Um, it's a tough sport, man. They beat the shit out of each other. It seems like a lot of fun. And he's not kidding when he says that it could rival, you know, American football here. Uh, watched a couple. I didn't believe him at first when he said it. But, you know, watching some video, that that, that sport is insane. Hurling's insane. And it, it takes so much from other sports. So, that was a lot of fun. Um, again, check us out. We're going to be bringing you some more stuff like this in lieu of sports because there's none being played. So check us out here at Game On, a sports podcast for everyone, at Game On Everyone on Twitter and at Game On Sports Podcast on Instagram. Also, don't forget, we're posting uh, MLB The Show 20 franchise, the Chicago White Sox on YouTube. You can check us out there at Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Uh, second episode dropped this morning, uh, opening day for the White Sox, Elitist opening day somewhere, you know what I mean? And also on Facebook, same thing, Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Again, I want to thank TJ O'Leary for coming on the show today. It was awesome to talk to him. Um, looking forward to talking to him again. Looking forward to bringing you guys some more content here this week. I think Danny Miami's coming in tomorrow with a little uh, UFC stuff. Um we're going to bring some more stuff. We're trying to put together a uh, like a trivia night with everyone and broadcast it live and try to put it on Instagram live. Uh, hopefully that works out. We're trying to do the logistics because, you know, a lot of people are a little leery about um, coming, you know, coming over groups of 10, 12 people. I understand scary times right now. But uh, we're going to try to get that going so we can get some of that content out for you. And, again, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. That's donnie.gameonpodcast at gmail.com. 
let us know what you want to hear, man. Let us know what you want us to cover in this time of this dry spell of sports. And uh, we'll be more than happy to oblige and see what we could come up with. But you guys have a good night. Thanks for listening and game on.